This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free, 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. And we're back with another episode of Midweek Menches on Lauer After Hours. Uh, just the three of us this week, uh, Trace Ombres. It's, it's me, Christy, slash Crispy, slash at Waffle House on Twitter. We got Mayor Matt Santini, and we got John from Miami. Fellas, it's been a good week of shows so far. Um, uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday night. I just want to kick it off by giving Chris Cody uh, some kudos uh, I didn't mean for that alliteration. Chris Cody, kudos. That's a tongue twister. Uh, uh, he'd be able to say that five times fast, like toy Cody, boat, probably. Codios? Codios, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, nice. that, 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 that would have to be, yep, Codios. The horse piece, the broke dance, and the James Harden jokes today. I just, I, I don't know. He's just been on fire lately. Uh, he's my guy. I absolutely uh, cracked up listening to him today. Dropped the uh, all-you-can-eat breadsticks at Olive Harden. Uh, <laughs> it was so good. So good. What's, what's some topics you guys got this week? Mayor Matt, we'll start with you. Okay, well, I thought we were gonna. I thought we were gonna dangle with Chris for a little while, but I, I've got a whole lot of stuff to talk about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, 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 the Olive Harden was the one that got me probably better than anything. But then, he, but then he followed it up with the Denver chicken nuggets and the uh, Sacramento Burger Kings. <laughs> yeah. I, I just thought that was absolutely phenomenal. You know, he calls it the horse as opposed to the, to the knight, but the piece looks a heck of a lot more like a horse than it does a knight. Yeah, it may, actually stumbles upon a great point. Yes, knights ride horses, but not all knights are on horses. Absolutely, um, they, which which made me think just just on that tangent. Uh, what are the other pieces look like? You've got the cross. Like you've you've got the which I guess is the bishop, right? No, the the king the king is the cross. Okay, the, okay. The, the, the queen has a crown. The bishop is kind of a uh, it has almost like an almond shaped top with usually a little hash out of the side of it. Yeah, and that's then of right. course the rooks that are on the outside castle those, pieces. They're they're, they're, ca- they're called yeah they look like castles. So, right, right, right. Um, but, but going but, back to the the horse thing, you you just you just can't have a horse anywhere, let alone a, a chessboard, um, without something to wrangle it. Right, going to knock over pawns. It's going to do. So I don't think you could just call it a horse. So in that in that respect, I think I'm okay calling it a knight, even though it looks even though it is uh, in the shape of a horse. 
Well, why is the bishop called the bishop then? I mean, you would think king, queen, why not call it a jack? To, uh... <laughs> Actually, technically, if you call it a jack, it'd be a hell of a lot cooler, right? Because everything's cooler with jack. Absolutely. Oh, that, that, yeah. That's, a, that's, what, that's what I was laughing at, at least. <laughs> Got Thank it. You. So what are the bishop? So tell me the origins of the bishop. The bishop was always related in some way to royalty. Well, we'll go with that. Uh, you had asked other things were going on, Crispy. If, uh, the one thing I wanted to spend an awful lot of time on, and I know y'all are going to be deep into this, but the families yeah, of yeah. the families of sports discussion I thought was was really fun. And there were a okay. few that, that didn't get brought up that I, I know you'd be familiar with. Baseball's Molinas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then in hockey, I was surprised Roy didn't come up with the Sutters uh, and the Stotsnies. What do y'all think of the Stotsnies and hockey and the, and the Sutters? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, how could Roy have overlooked those those families? Like, uh, it's just so obvious. Uh, uh, he's the hockey expert. Um, those those are hockey royalty. Of course, everybody knows the Stots. The you said the Stotsnies. <laughs> yeah. Is that okay? <laughs> yes. That, in the eighties, there were there were three brothers. There was there was Peter, Marion, and Anton Stotsny all playing at the same time. Kind okay, of similar okay. to the, the Molinas in uh, in baseball. Okay, gotcha. Uh, you know, we gotcha. had Benji and uh, all the all the different Molinas that were playing. I think every major league baseball team had a Molina playing catcher for them at one point. I, I hope I sold it. Obviously, I have no clue who you're talking about. I was going to say Gazintite. <laughs> the Stotsnies and the who? What was the other family? Uh, the Sutters. Sutters. Okay. Don't they have a deli? And, oh no, that's Schlotsky's. And you know, I don't know if they mentioned the holes with uh, Bobby Hull and Brett Hull, but anyhow, those are, those I, are hockey things. And I, I do I know, I do know those just, names. Yeah. So anyhow, that that one fell flat. But uh, yeah, I'll th- I'll throw it to you. I'll throw it back to you guys because I know there's a there's a bunch of other topics we'll get to before we're done here tonight. Let's, yeah, yeah. Let's go back to the um, Chris Cody one. That one I think has a lot of meat on the bones. I think that that really killed on the show. <laughs> Well, and you killed it because you said, let's get back to the, the Chris Cody topic because it's got a lot of meat on its bones. And then you went to James Harden. That's the whole point <laughs> of, of the topic, right? Inadvertent, inadvertent comedy. Now, we, we had something going on in our chat the uh, last night where we're throwing some of the names around. And I came up with Dikembe Mujumbo. Nice. Got a better reaction here than it did there, but that's okay. Oh, man. That's a, that's a great... Uh... I, I missed that part in the chat. I wish I had come prepared with some because that's some of my favorite things is to come up with with pun names for particularly yeah, you're, for Dan. You're the AKA guy, right? Yeah, that's your I, thing. Am. Yeah. I am. I am. I actually came up with with a few of them, not so much in the chat, but our 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 friend Steve um, had a little thread on Twitter. So I, you know, I was up late and I was like, ah, oh, let me give this a shot. So I came up with a few. I was hoping. Correct me if I'm wrong. Do you think that that Chris came up with all those, or you think some of those might've been lifted from Twitter? I think to besmirch Chris, but. Uh, I'm going to give my guy credit for it. Cause I have no proof otherwise, no okay. proof otherwise. So I'm going to err on the side. I, I had, I, I'll, I'll give him some of those, but I think some of those probably were being fed through the chat. I think it <laughs> yeah, was Billy yeah, or, sure. or somebody else that was giving some help, but they were, they were all chefs kiss golden. They were yeah. all fantastic. Here, let, let me let me try out some of mine that that um that I sent to to Steve at that point. So I had Shaquille O'Neal. I like it. <laughs> All right. I had um Alan Piverson. That's a good one too. All right. I had um I had one today that was pretty meta. You'd have to listen to the show to get it. And it was Wade Scones. 
To which you would reply, who that is. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> He's Wade Scones. Exactly. That's great. That's a that's a good one. That is inside baseball. That combines the show and and the the name games they play. That's great, John. Well done, John. Thank you. All right. What other topics we got this week? There's one thing that was driving me nuts was uh, Greg's voice. I found myself having like a sympathetic response and clearing my throat at least, I don't know, half a dozen times in, in a few minutes, even though my throat was perfectly clear. I just, it was, it was in response to, to hearing his voice and feeling like, I don't know, I, I have to clear it. And so that was, that was driving me nuts. Did you guys, I'm sure you guys, not only picked up on it, but I don't know if you were triggered as much, were you? It's, it's kind of like a yawn, huh? It just kept on getting thrown to you. I, exactly. I've been, I'm, I'm a throat clearer myself and, you know, I, I do high school football. And so like there's nights where I'm, I'm on the air starting at six o'clock and I'm not off the air till about 10. And so I'll occasionally have to turn the mic down and just kind of clear things out a little bit. I'm not anywhere near Flemmy as, as Stugatz is. But, uh, it, but yeah, Greg, Greg's voice has been so bad so long. It just makes you, I, I'm guessing that's just the way he's going to be from, from now on. It's a, it's a little bit concerning, but you would think there's, they got to do something to clean that thing up. But it was, I, uh, I really make- wish, I was going to say, I really wish he would go get it looked at because I, I had a procedure done uh, similar to what Roy had earlier this year and my the the timber of my voice and the scratchiness and the 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 nasal drip that I had going on constantly that would irritate my throat uh it was all cleared up by getting my my septum uh my deviated septum fixed and clearing out that that infection and uh, and whatnot have you guys tried the uh, throat coat tea before that uh, Chris has mentioned a few times that Greg has, but Greg refuses to drink? <laughs> I haven't, but I'm, I'm going to try that out. And, you know, even uh, deep dive for, for fans of the midweek mentions, you and I, uh, I went up to Wilmington early on in this stuff, and you and I shared a meal, and we talked about your, it was right before you had your surgery. Yep. And a lot of what you're describing are some of the things that I battle. And so I, I, it's had me thinking about, hey, maybe I need to go check this out and do exactly what you did to kind of clean everything up a little bit. It was one of those things where you don't realize how limited your breathing is, like your airways are, until you have the procedure. It's like putting on glasses, not knowing you need, not not realizing how often you're squinting, and then putting on that first pair of prescription glasses, and it being like an epiphany. Uh, you know, it, it's it's that it's that level of when I got those tubes out, those straws removed from my nose. It was like, oh my god, this is what I've been missing for the past. However many years, it was such a slow buildup that I didn't even realize it was so congested until I had that procedure done. Yeah, for me, it was like BC and AC. So before CPAP and after CPAP, I had no idea the the lack of sleep that I was getting before I had a CPAP machine. And now anytime I go traveling, if I um, don't pack it, I'm not sleeping that, that whole trip, at least not comfortably. And I'm going to be a, a wreck the next few days. That CPAP, that is as close as I can get to this night and day realization. I didn't know how bad I, it was until it got fixed with the CPAP. I'm right there with you. And again, this past weekend, I had to drive down 300 miles away from home for a Cartersville High School football game, which they ended up winning, which was pretty fantastic. But we spent the night down there. And, I, and again, I was down for one night. I said, I'm not packing the CPAP. I'm not doing that stuff. And yeah, slept very little that night and was very happy to get back home 
Yeah, it was nice to see my wife too, but that CPAP machine, I really. Don't. <laughs> now listen to us. You bring up Greg Cody, and now we sound like old men talking about our I surgeries know, right? and our CPAP machines. <laughs> we are trending. We are trending yes. old in this yeah, one. We are. And Let's, point yeah, point yeah. of clarification. So is that throat tea? Uh, I I thought that might have been something that Chris named, but there's actually something called uh, throat tea. Out in the it's market it's called uh, throat coat. Oh, throat I forget. Coat throat coat i forget that's the that's the uh flavor of the tea that is supposed to aid your throat and i forget the brand if it's like twinnings or something like that but it's it's the flavor isn't fantastic for me when it comes to tea i'm not a huge tea drinker but it does help your throat I, you know i play music i sing in bands and whenever i have a show coming up i try to at least drink that uh, uh regularly throughout the week before i have a show to play so it could, it, it could also be Greg's new nickname, Throat Cody. Well, yes. Yeah. That's where I thought he had mashed it together, huh? He does that <laughs> no, normal thing. No, no, it's an actual actual. Well, it's an brand. actual product. Got mm-hmm. it. Hey, let me tell you something. Since we're talking about old things and being old and kind of clueless uh, as reference to Greg is, I, I kind of had an experience. Um, I have been all, always listened to the show through the ESPN app. Okay. And, and like a lot of people getting prepared for January 5th, uh, and moving off of that platform, I'm going to wait till January 5th to delete the app so that there's a direct correlation if somebody sees it somewhere to my no longer having that app to right, uh, their right. programming choice, which, by the way, I, I don't really like the new commercial. I'm a fan of rap, but I just I'm, I'm <laughs> tired of that. And I think that's part of their deal is we're going to let you promote not being on this anymore, but we are going to promote the heck on, on people yeah. downloading this yeah. app. So anyhow. Uh, I'll move on. But until today, uh, I've been listening to the podcast through the ESPN app, and it's a little bit cloggy to get to. You got to push about two or three different buttons and kind of work your way through. And sometimes the ad pop up slow the thing down. So I've just I've subscribed through the Apple uh, pod, and I know y'all access things a different way, but it is so much better. I've listened at one and a half times the speed. Zip through the shows. Had to go back because I missed a few quick references. Uh, especially from Ian Eagle, who was, man, he was throwing out burns like candy. It was fantastic. Yeah, he was. We'll, yeah, we'll he come was. back to that. But I, again, here I am. I'm like, I'm like somebody that just learned about a television's remote control because I think everybody else listens <laughs> at one and a half speed or a lot faster. And I just learned that that tip today and, the, and my life has changed forever. Yeah, Welcome it's like club. you like you've seen a color TV for the first time or something, yeah. right? Like it's yeah. uh, a man. Machine. You you talk about you, you want to talk about cocaine, Mike. Wait until you get a taste of him at one and a half times the speed. It is wild. It is absolutely wild. Or or Billy when he gets excited, or or his stories they they are uh, a little more uh, sufferable. Uh, when he is uh, going on and on and on for for five six minutes at a time, when they are at one and a half speed, it, it's it's delightful, honestly, and it's hard to go back. And, and that segues us to the other topic about Billy today, because I experienced that today. The Kentucky Fried Chicken. What is I, I can't remember the name of the movie that I haven't seen, but John, uh, you were saying that that was a pretty enjoyable part of the show as well. Recipe for seduction. I, I think I haven't seen it yet, but I think I'm gonna like Billy's description of it better, better. than yeah. uh, Mario um, oh, Lopez Lopez's depiction of Colonel Sanders. Yeah, I uh, I 
I find myself, I, sometimes I listen to like pop culture podcasts and that they will talk about a show or a movie that I have not seen yet. And I'm a fan of who I'm listening to far more. I realize that I appreciate their description and their synopsis far more than I will ever enjoy the 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 show or the the play or the movie that they're they're describing um and a lot of times i'll listen to a, a whole episode about a movie i've never seen before i have no plan on seeing but just trying to imagine the way they describe it is so much more gratifying to me it's it's like reading a book versus but the the 20 minute description of a 16 minute movie was so <laughs> on brand and I, it was fantastic and it was art. Yeah. Yeah. kudos kudos to carter zool's one of Carnival's favorite sons, Billy Gill. Yeah. Uh, on on that uh, topic, uh, not to not to stray yet, but um, they 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 brought up a few times uh, the Colonel's title. Okay, he is a Kentucky Colonel. I happen to work with a Kentucky Colonel. Um, uh, How's this chicken? <laughs> I, you know, I'm not sure, but he buys us lunch. He he bought us lunch today from the uh, the Elks Lodge. And uh, he's he's he buys lunch for our whole department, the whole body shop back there at the dealership I work at. He's a delightful man. Uh, his name is Bill Hoops. Um, he's from Kentucky and he uh, the governor at the time, I think back in the 80s, um, uh he was friends with Bill or, or I forget the actual relationship, but Bill is a prominent Kentuckian. And this is a, he's got the certificate hanging on his uh, office wall that denotes him as a certified, a legal Kentucky Colonel. Okay. What does that mean? Kentucky Colonel. Well, it's an honorific in the, in the Kentucky army or a state militia or something like that. Like it doesn't, it's, it's basically like, uh, I think over in England, it would be like, being given the the knighthood yeah the knighthood or the the title lord or something like that um i'm not exactly sure what comes with it uh other than the certificate and the title but yeah bill bill could call himself a uh uh colonel bill hoops if he wanted to i've got to look this up because i was told by my brother-in-law that it's not a very well you have to be appointed by a then sitting governor right be a kentucky colonel so there we go. That, that verifies what you've had. And uh, I thought the bar might have been a little bit lower than that. It might have been similar <laughs> to be like the, you know, uh, I give you a plastic fire hat and call you a fireman for a day. But it seems it gets a little bit more, uh, it's, it's a little more involved in that. So yeah, I love I know, that sticker I, badge. <laughs> I know in North Carolina, like we have something, I think it's called the Order of the Long Pine, which is the Long Pine is like a Maybe. kind of a. Uh, uh, I think it's like an endangered species of pine tree that's native to North Carolina. And so they have something and, and the governor has to appoint you like Michael Jordan is a member of this. Dean Smith is a member of this. Um, so so pretty prominent people. So I, I wonder if it's kind of similar to that. And if most states have something like this, kind of like a ring of honor, I guess. Well, it says here that you just have to get appointed by the governor and uh, make sure you don't even have to be a resident of Kentucky. Just, oh, wow. perform, just perform some service to the Commonwealth of Kentucky. And, huh. um, you know, so uh, actually Colonel Sanders was born in Henryville, Indiana. He is buried in Louisville. And obviously he, um, he, he did a lot, a lot for the name of Kentucky and his KFC, which used to be called Kentucky Fried Chicken. But yeah. they didn't like that connotation of things being fried. 
but they <laughs> it's funny it's kfc but they still recognize them in kentucky they should be yeah, offended yeah. that they dropped the kentucky if they wanted to call it kentucky fc it's all like a soccer team but right. uh, <laughs> that would be all kinds of confusing. But uh, but anyhow, that's oh, that's, great. that's according to the Internet. All you got to do is if, do, do something nice for the governor. Maybe I'll send him a note and see if I can be a Kentucky colonel. I was going to say, I wonder. So Mario Lopez could actually become Colonel Mario Lopez, uh, a, a Kentucky colonel, after portraying the colonel in this movie. Perhaps. Does. <laughs> perhaps indeed. Guys, we've gone entirely too long without talking about what I think is the most fantastic part of this week, and that was the guest segment of one Ian Eagle. Oh, man. No kidding. He was – that guy was absolutely electric, and I really hope we can somehow – I'm going to maybe slide into a a few of – a few people's DMs that are connected to the show and see if maybe they can help get him on Lauer After Hours because I would love to talk to that guy. His – comedy timing and chops were just on another level i hope i know again and here's here's the the rub with this is that uh they're leaving espn soon i don't know how much access they're going to have to these people anymore but man what a what an impression he made today unfortunately with just a few weeks left at espn well, I think he, he Ian Eagles he's a I think he's a Westwood one radio guy so i mean i don't oh, okay. think he's he's that time and, but he's he's on he's more of a CBS guy. Uh, okay, I did think okay. I did think it was funny, John, that the uh, in the whole beginning, you know, when they were talking last week about him being Ian Eagle and all these other things, Billy was was strutting around and all these great one-liners, and then uh, today, uh, Ian Eagle hit him with a with a jab to the to the <laughs> chin, and then just kept on working him into stunned silence. Broad yeah, I mean, blaster. that Broad that guy blaster. he was so good today. I couldn't even hate on him for for burying um, my guy billy gill mm-hmm. i mean uh, ordinarily that, that i mean those are th- those are fighting words right you, you're gonna go go after my guy you know we're guillermo mafia and we right. don't take kindly to that that type of talk but he was so good that i as much as i wanted to dislike him for for that type of uh, abuse i i couldn't he was just so good and he was good all around you guys said it said it great um and even when he talked about his his parents and the vaudeville and all that, um, at first I had actually heard him say that he dressed up as a hamster. Is that what he said? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, did you? Oh, wait, wait. wait. It, it was a handsome man. Handsome man costume. Yeah, the handsome suit. Yeah, that, I think that, is, is how they describe it. That's what I got towards the end of it, but for the, for the first part hamster, of what him this hamster suit. hamster suit in in Bonville. John, John, he's uh, a prof- he's a professional broadcaster. He wouldn't do that. Well, this is before he became a broadblaster or, or however it was. Is even better. I love that visual of a five-year-old uh, Iron Eagle dressed up as a hamster on vaudeville. Well, and I was making dinner while I was listening to the show, and when he said that his his mom opened up for his dad, I went, "Oh, here!" It, I just yep. knew. I just, I mean, I was like, you know, there's times when you, uh, we all do this while you're listening to the show, you, you, you're throwing along the lines with it go, Oh, they got to say this. Yep, when exactly. he said, when he said that, and then Dan came right in perfect comedic timing with, yeah, I guess uh, that's how you were conceived or whatever point that was, that was, <laughs> that, the, that, that was, that's what was so good about him is that there was not a joke that the guy sometimes, 
sometimes a joke gets made Stu says something and you're not sure you're like i'm waiting with like you know with anticipation to hear whether the guest gets the little joke that gets made under the breath and he heard everything and rolled with it and made it his own joke every time they had uh, a you know some off color thing to say uh you know during the interview and that's what he immediately ingratiated himself with those guys and like i don't know if he ever listens to the show but he got it immediately and and you i really had the vibe that he either is a fan of these guys or or it's just you know it's that capturing lightning in a bottle where two senses of humor uh, are almost identical well and i think mike was the one that said it about uh, or i can't remember who did say it, but they were talking about how you know these guys talk an awful lot so they're naturally very witty very right. funny very right. quick-witted um i know west durham who is the voice of the Atlanta uh, Falcons. And he was the, he did Georgia tech and he does national ACC stuff and has, and he is also one of those guys. I mean, if you, if you throw a one liner at him, if, if you try to get a little dig in, you better be ready for five back. <laughs> and uh, that would be fun to have Ian, uh, Ian on the, on the podcast. I, I don't know. That'd be a tough get, but I, I appreciate you trying to do that. The one thing I will say, and if he is on the pod, I will take him to task on this because I'm just having a hard time believing it never had any condiment of any sort in his life right fraud what does that mean i don't even know like i was trying to wrap my my like okay so so here here's the thing like condiment is is one of these words where like i feel like every couple of weeks twitter has a discussion about condiments and the umbrella with which condiment gets tossed around basically like it it goes from like ketchup, mayonnaise, mustard to is salsa a condiment? Is yes. guacamole a condiment? Is is chili a condiment? No. Uh, you know, but like, but but you're you can dip, you know, a chip in chili the way you would dip a fry in ketchup. So like, it basically, like I feel like the word gets wider and wider and wider. So what does he mean? I need specifics about this. Like I want him on Lauer after hours just to grill him for an hour about the specifics of this. All right, well, the man to- said he doesn't dip his fries in ketchup. So I don't think he's even tasted. Well, first of all, I don't believe him. So release the Mario Lopez, <laughs> Kentucky fraud chickens on him. That's the first thing. Fraud, fraud. Um, but secondly, even if we were to take him at his word, he he means condiments in the in the strictest sense of the word, meaning right. uh, ketchup, mustard. I hope he at least tried them because that's what I tell my kids. You have to try it, even if you don't like it. But he made it sound like he did it. I mean, his life is without ketchup, mustard, mayo, honey mustard, a uh, ranch. Now they did they did dabble on barbecue. He did not consider barbecue sauce a condiment, but that's. Again, if it's in the meat, that's one thing. If you're dipping it in, right. in ketchup, then I, I, I'll give them a little bit of uh, leeway there. Uh, salsa, I would say, is a condiment. Chili is not a condiment because you can order chili on the menu. Sure. You can order guacamole right. on a menu, so that's right. not a condiment. Right. That's right. Is, so, queso, is queso a condiment? No. Okay, all right. But is, is cheese Whiz a condiment? If, how about this? If you can't get no. a pack... If you can't steal packets of it at a fast food restaurant and stick it in your pocket, it's <laughs> not a condiment. 
That's good. That's good. I, That's I like that. Bar, yeah. I like that rule a lot. It's a good rule of thumb. I'm sure there's. Uh, I'm sure there's exceptions to it. But. Right, and and also, uh, my my coworker, um, Aaron, brought this up today. Like, has he had potato salad or chicken salad where there's like mayo mixed in? Like, Ooh. does he not eat those types of food? Because sometimes those condiments are key ingredients to a dish. Right, egg salad. Um, so like that. That's those are the types of specifics that I really sour cream. Has he ever had sour cream before? Like on a baked potato or or whatever else you put sour cream on a blanket. We need right him now. on the show. That, I mean cream cheese. Sure. Cream is cream cheese a condiment? No. No. No? Okay, but when you no. put a but okay, can it be a condiment if you're using it on a bagel? Like is it still not a condiment? It, even, it's specific even you, it's specifically not if it's no, because you're putting that's something you're putting on top of it. You're not something dipping something in it. Right. Okay. All right. But like, it's as but much mayonnaise... a condiment as the as lox is on a bagel. Okay, but mayonnaise is spread on a sandwich, right? Like on a like a turkey sandwich. So like, it it feels like condiment to me is more about the way something is being used, not the actual food itself. Does that make sense? And technically, it does make sense. and technically, you could steal one of those little tubs that they have uh, at some restaurants and steal. Right? The Some, little Philly, uh, a, yeah, a packet little of Philly cheese. cheese and stick that in your pocket. So, <laughs> that's true. Hmm. That's true. I said there were exceptions, but again, that's it's just a rule of thumb. It's not. Yeah, a that, yeah, yeah. Truth. I, I like it. I like it. I like it. So yeah, that's a uh, man. We we really gotta figure out how to how to get him on there. And you said he was a Westwood One guy, right? Uh, I think he he does some of the radio work is with Westwood One. I think he's more. I think he might be with CBS Sports. I'll have to look that up. Is he out in? Is he is he LA based? Uh, I don't know that. Okay, he's, I was... he's, he's doing stuff nationwide all over the place. He's he's quite a talent. He's one of the most respected broadcasters that uh, that there are, and he's uh, he's pretty phenomenal. I'm I'm really glad. Again, just to recap, I'm so glad they got him on the show because I was I'm I'm pretty unfamiliar with him as a personality oh. and as a broadcaster. I watch Red Zone, you know, and so I never I never really know who's talking as they jump from game to game on Sundays. So it was it was a great reveal as far as personality goes. But he had, and again, I think Dan touched on this again with the, the tightness of what they do. And he does, he's on NBA, NFL, he does college basketball. Um, he also does Brooklyn Nets games on the Yes Network. But wow. the fact, it's almost like Christine Lisi. I've listened to Christine Lisi for so many years do the sports updates, but it wasn't until they got onto the show where you get to learn the personality of the person. Right. Radio, radio is such a personal medium that when you get these little peaks behind the curtain, that it becomes, when you get to know the person, it makes you so much of a bigger fan, like you just said. And so having Ian Eagle on the show today to get the look at that personality and to have him do what he did, it just makes you want to listen to Every time you hear him now calling a game of some sort, you're right. going to remember that experience. You're going to have this feeling towards it because the way he made you feel during that radio segment. And uh, again, very similar to what Christine Lisi has become to all of us with her incorporation into the show, which is probably the biggest thing I'm going to miss about uh, when they make the change. The, this show is one of my favorite things about these guys. And this show in particular is that they present these personalities. They are not, not present. They get out of these personalities, sides of people that you never in a million years would get in your more polished radio friendly, you know, like camera ready, radio friendly uh, shows. Like th the way that Mina 
came into the show. Like she is like, we all love Mina and stuff, but her doing her DMX impression and the Roy's realm, uh, Pablo and his highfalutin music, those guys instantly became ingratiated in a way to the audience. And you saw a side of them that had Pablo come up through the more traditional, like, you know, writing articles. And then he, you know, he's, he like, he does basketball analysis briefly on get up and had Mina just, if, if I had just, uh, become familiar with Mina on NFL live, I would not have known how fun of a person, uh, uh, these people are same thing. Like, and same thing with Christine Lisi, same thing with, with Ian Eagle today. Uh, it's my favorite thing about them is that they show me a side of these people that I would not see otherwise. And so when I see them in other places, I think to myself, I know how hilarious you are. I know how much you get the show and I'm a fan of you no matter what now. Yeah, Dominique Foxworth is that for me as well because he was a Falcon for a period of time. Absolutely. And, and to hear him just the level of confidence and the level of, I'm going to say what I say, and I really don't care what you think about it, if you like it or not. I don't care if ESPN or he goes, I can just, I'm doing this and I'm going to say what I want to say. Yep. That, that whole, it's not, I don't know if bravado is the right word for it, but that whole level of, of confidence, confidence and intelligence and just the way he presents it's It's so powerful um, that I I just, I like him even more than I did when he was a Falcon. I'm like that with Bomani Jones. I mean, I, yeah. I didn't know Bomani Jones from from anybody, and when I hear him talk and and just sometimes point things out in, in the way he sees them, I feel better for having listened to him, and in in some cases, I feel you know smarter having learned what he pointed out. So, yeah, the peeling back of the curtain and and not being the rigid radio personality and radio show is, um, I know I say this quite often, but it's it's a page out of Stern's playbook that works very well for these guys. And I don't think everybody can do it. I think you have to be a special, you know, type of person. Um, it works well, especially with Dan, because he can interview people and he can draw those details out much like Stern can. So I'm I'm there. With you guys. Well, and, I, and I'm even there with, with the guys that are on the show. Uh, I think about some of the more um, touching moments where you get that peek behind the curtain. Yeah, they do an awful lot of the comedic stuff, but I think back to when um, uh, they're tiny things. I, I look back to when Mike was talking about a friend who had lost, uh, that, that had passed away uh, and really made himself vulnerable and talked about it very impassionately. I think back to Billy, as much as I love Billy, uh, one of my favorite moments of him on the air was when he and Dan were talking about some of the Cuban, uh, you know, the, the separation of family and how him and his wife, when they were getting married, I mean, he broke on air and talking about the fact that there were some family members that weren't going to be able to be at the wedding. And, and again, when somebody, that's why radio, I said, it's so intimate when, when they allow themselves to be that vulnerable and to show you, uh, how, how they're impacted by something and being comfortable enough to, to share that vulnerability with you. I mean, that's like a, a real good friend confiding in you and that, that feeling stays the same way. And so those are even Dan, when he talks about some of the, the immigrant and the Cuban things um, it, it's, it's so powerful because you can hear that it's heartfelt and, and the pain and this kind of the struggles of that it's, it's again, it's that ability or that, that, that allowing yourself to be vulnerable on air that you've really trusting the audience that you're going to make yourself this way, that it's uh, 
it, it makes it's one of the things those connections with the show that I, I really enjoy. Hundred percent. Well, I think that's a uh, uh, beautiful place to wrap things up this week, um, fellas. I appreciate you joining uh, midweek mentions and and recapping this week, and and we'll do it again next week. Uh, oh, one John, more thing. where can sorry? Oh, one yeah, more go thing ahead. before go we ahead. go. Uh, Stugatz is definitely going to wish uh, white supremacists a happy birthday on Cameo, right? <laughs> like that's going to happen. Yes, that's yeah. He's going to get Brett Farved. Yes, yeah. he and absolutely then, and is. Then he's not going to be able to go on Cameo anymore. But yeah, he's going to get. Greed is definitely going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! And, oh, and, John, and I'm sorry, I, I, we can't get out of here without wishing each of you a happy ch- Chanuka. Happy yeah. Chanuka. Happy, Happy Chanuka, Chanuka to everybody. <laughs> Fellas, uh, John, where can we find you on Twitter? I am a terrible follow because all I do is pretty much retweet everybody. But if you want, I'm at Imbecile POTUS uh, for the time being until January 20th, in which case I'm going to change that to um, something more joyous. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Mayor Matt, where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, I believe it's at Santini Matt, uh, S-A-N-T-I-N-I-M-A-T-T. Excellent. And you can find me at Wapple House. You can follow at Lauer After Hours if you want to. Uh, Subscribe, rate, download, unsubscribe, rate, download again. Uh, We appreciate you listening, and we'll catch you next week. Bye, everyone.